Hola, mi nombre es Patricia Abreu y esto es El Arte del Amor Propio, un espacio donde iremos descubriendo la obra maestra que tú eres y el arte de amarte cada día más para vivir la vida que hoy sueñas. Acompáñame en tu journey de amor propio. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Art of Self-Love. As always, I am so happy and honored to be here having important conversations that will hopefully be supporting you in healing and growing in your own self-love journey. Today I have a very special guest and I am so happy to have her here present with me in the studio. Hello. She <laughs> is a breath breathwork facilitator and life coach with specialties in trauma resolution and also hosts retreats. She is Brielle Basil. Thank you, Brielle, Hello. for being here. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm for excited sure. excited to talk. I know we've been connected for a while, so to get, get to talk on this level. Yes. I mean, the work that you, that you do is, for me, very impactful. Mm -hmm. uh, when I had the chance to do breathwork with you back in 2020, it was so powerful. I, did, I didn't know what to expect at all. Mm -hmm. But it was really healing for me. It, it was really deep work that I knew that I wanted more of and that Amazing. I knew that people should open themselves up to also doing. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah. So I really want to jump into your journey. Sure. What led you to breath work? Because Beautiful. it's not something that, at least here in Latin America, that we see often. So Totally. So I was introduced to breathwork in 2017, and I was living in Colombia at the time. And I was going through a coaching certification program. And the owner of the, of the program I was going through, she was launching a second business of breathwork. And she said, you know, who wants to come along with me? I'm going to take like 10 people We're going to try out like a breathwork journey. I'm going to take you through 10 breathwork sessions. And she oh. kind of explained what it was. And she said, you know, this could be really good for healing, for if you struggle with anxiety, stress, um, you know, you want more self-love, you want to improve your relationship with yourself, you want to transform past traumas. And I was intrigued. A lot of times, like I was already on my healing journey and anytime something the ability to try something new comes up in healing, like yeah. I'm intrigued. I want to <laughs> yes. try it. Like, yes, I, I want to try all the things. And so it resonated with me at the time I was a teacher and I was not loving my job. Mm. I was going, I love children, but yeah. I was dealing with things with bosses and coworkers that was really taxing on my emotional health. Mm. And I was anxious going to work every day. I was stressed out. I was worried about my job. I, you know, I can remember going to work every day, like having a stomach ache, like physically feeling mm -hmm. ill because I, you know, needed to stand up for myself in ways I had never done before. And I didn't know how to do that. So when this breathwork thing came along and it said, you know, find inner confidence and inner peace and clear past traumas. And I kind of knew there's something for me that makes it difficult for me to speak my truth, mm -hmm. to be bold, yeah. to be big, to be courageous and have those conversations. I was like, okay, let's try the breathwork thing. Maybe this is like some type of path into that. And so I tried it. And like, I think two weeks, three weeks in, I was hooked. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I loved it. And um, I 
immediately kind of got positive you know, feedback from it because immediately I realized how much I could release and mm. let go of kind of surrender into, which I had never at that point found another healing modality that allowed me to surrender. Yeah. I was looking at, okay, I'm supposed to surrender, but how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? How do you actually do that? Yeah. Right. Um, and with breath work, it was beautiful because really all you're doing is, is breathing and being guided by a facilitator. And it, you know, allows you're, when you're breathing in this activated way, you are allowed to get into the nervous system of your body where you store trauma mm -hmm. and release suppressed emotion. And for yeah. me, I had a lot of suppressed emotion because I didn't feel as a kid it wasn't safe. Yeah. Um, so it, it opened up a lot for me. It, it released a lot of trauma. And I've been practicing now five years and have been facilitating for four years. And I knew once I got into it, it was something that I had to share with the world. So that's why I chose to become a facilitator because it's just absolutely impacted my life in, in every single facet. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I feel like a lot of women will resonate with what you said with, you know, there's so many emotions that we store in our bodies and mm -hmm. we're never taught to how validate our emotions. Like on our way here, there was actually something in my family's group chat where my grandmother was asking that she sent a video you know when whatever videos that we share mm -hmm. that we forward and she forwarded a video of a man saying you know uh you can process learn how to process and regulate your emotions like in the past mm -hmm. um people used to react so much and now you can you know you can just become much more emotionally intelligent mm -hmm. and she was asking how do i learn how to do that uh -huh. and i was just like i didn't know that she was making an actual question like i thought it was a rhetorical question because of uh -huh. the reference of the video and then she was like i'm asking seriously like, like how do i do that? yeah like how do i do that <laughs> and on my way here i'm responding through the group chat and i'm like it's impressive that you know I'm her granddaughter and I can give her this wisdom where, you know what, it's just like, you need to sit with your emotion, like yeah. find some place alone, sit uh -huh. with it. And for me, you know, I know what breath work is and I was lucky enough to mm -hmm. be exposed to like breath work, yoga, meditation, all of these mm -hmm. healing strategies that mm -hmm. allow me to embody mm -hmm. my emotions and transform totally. and you know we're doing this i mm -hmm. couldn't be doing this if i mm -hmm. if i hadn't learned and when you look back on women generations you know it's like there's so much how. stuck there's yeah. so much mm -hmm. so many things that 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 their bodies are holding in especially Absolutely. in latin america uh -huh. and it's and it gets passed down yes through, from generation to generation we have generational trauma as yes. well yeah and it's, so it's not only like we learned by seeing our mothers and their mothers as we were children. It was modeled, but also it wasn't safe. And mm -hmm. that's the thing that, you know, I think breathwork and a lot of the clients that I work with is they come to me and they don't feel safe yeah. to they don't feel know. their emotions. Yeah. It's this big, unknown, yeah. woo, scary thing because they've never done it. Yeah. And so with breathwork, you can really start at a because I've been, you know, trained in a, a trauma-informed way and I've also done additional trauma trainings, I know how to work with, you know, people's emotions and their nervous system so that they don't have too big of an experience, too big yeah. of an emotional experience mm -hmm. when they're starting out because that could actually scare them off. Yeah. That could actually make them say, whoa, this was too much. I've never felt that much and I need to back off. So yeah. there's a way in which, you know, I do it that – 
allows people to find safety to feel mm -hmm. bit by bit. Yeah. Because it's a learning process and mm -hmm. you do a fantastic job of holding the space. Like when I did it back then, I really mm -hmm. felt at peace. I really felt, you know, that I could mm -hmm. trust this space. Mm -hmm. And even though for me, it was mm -hmm. like, I'm just trying this new thing. No, and I love hearing that. <laughs> yeah, like we were at home mm -hmm. and you know mm -hmm. that when we were quarantined, like your yeah. whole family's there, right? Absolutely. Even though it was locked <laughs> in my room, I was like, I really want to scream, but right. I, don't, I don't want my mom. That's where I tell people, grab the pillow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, pillow I want, it was like my, I don't want my mom freaking out about like, what am I doing? Because that's actually, right. yeah. Because that was actually the same year that I started not only healing myself in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, things that I've been doing for the past years mm -hmm. but I, that's the year that I also knew about generational trauma like I learned for the first time what it meant yeah. to do generational trauma and I've been doing Amazing. constantly yeah. generational trauma so I feel like when my grandmother was asking me that this morning I was like there are oh. things coming through you know like she's allowing herself to and you know she's feel. she's starting to do that because she sees the impact of what you're doing right yeah. so so many times i think we want to fix our family members and teach yeah. them the ways and help them to heal and i've been on that path before and it's like the more i let go of that yeah. and just do my work and be the embodiment of the work the more they actually come along yeah. at their own time and in their own way that's completely true because my grandmother is a very religious woman and mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. for me it's like there's so many values and beliefs that i've evolved from where she starts Mm -hmm. right now and it's you know she'll never if I come and talk to her about it I know that she will have resistance right. but right. what it's done is because <laughs> I've given her the space and she mm -hmm. knows that I have this podcast and she listens to it you know mm -hmm. once in a while mm -hmm. I don't really know what episodes she listens to right. or whatever but she does know the work that I'm doing mm -hmm. and I did actually as a life coach I once she once asked me like what do you actually do and, and give me an example like use me as an example so for me it is very meaningful to see my grandmother just opening up for her own sake yeah you know that healing and because uh -huh. I as for even for a Latin, Latin American women it's just I don't know there's like a deeper fiber there there's a lot of things that mm -hmm. that we've passed on generation to generation. I just, totally. I feel so glad. And there is too for Americans, but I think culturally there's different stories and yeah. different um, fears and belief systems yes. and you add religion into it and all these things get passed down yeah. in, our, in our society as a whole, but yeah. then culturally more more specific beliefs and, and yeah. stuff related to that culture. Yeah, for sure. Especially or just as women. ancestral. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And depending especially on where you come from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and the circumstances of your life as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. For yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. Um 100%. so you said that you started doing this in 2017. You um mm -hmm. and then you started facilitating the workshops mm -hmm. in 2018. That's right. Right. Yeah. And you host retreats. Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> When's the next retreat? Uh, you know, I'm planning one right now with Margot, who was just in here. Recording I know. The other I want to go. We haven't we haven't set the date yet. Okay, but it will in the next few months. Okay, in awesome. the next few months, we'll have a date. And, I'm so excited. Um, you know, I retreats are the thing that actually bring me the most joy in my business. I have hosted two here, and I was kind of waiting after I had my son. I had my first baby mm -hmm. in April. I was waiting to see when will I want to get back into work, and so it's been a slow return for me back to work working with just very minimal clients right now and 
you know, I was, when will I want to get back into retreats? And it's like, okay, I'm ready. You know, my son's four yes. and a half months old and it's like, it's time to start planning. I know I'm going to be yeah. ready by the time it comes around. And I truly do. They're, they're my absolute favorite thing to be with people in person yes. and connect in person. I can do a lot of my work online, but I really love the in-person work. Yeah. I it's- resonate with that as well because I, you know, I'm doing the podcast, but at the same time, it's like, I wish I could have all of my viewers and uh-huh. listeners, everyone in a big room. Yeah. In a big room yeah. because I'm a people person. We're, we're both teachers yeah, exactly. for a reason. I feel like yeah. it has a lot to do with that yeah. person to person energy. Absolutely. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Team. So I'll keep you posted. We'll keep, we'll keep everyone posted if anyone wants to come. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I really want to go back into something that we were talking about earlier, especially for us women. And it's connected to your journey with breath work, which was, you know, in the past, you didn't know how to show up, how to ask for what Mm -hmm. you wanted. You didn't Mm -hmm. know how to put limits. You made Mm -hmm. yourself small. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that Brielle that used to be and how, you know, in retrospect, Mm -hmm. what are the things that you now understand more about your journey because of the work that you've done that's beautiful three different things you said and these are all traumas right this is all this stuff goes back to childhood and when I talk of trauma I like everybody to know we all have it okay it's not this big scary thing you didn't have to necessarily have you know a sexual abuse Mm -hmm. or um, uh, domestic violence Mm -hmm. it it doesn't have to be that yes that is trauma Mm -hmm. and we all have trauma. Yeah. We all have experienced to different levels. Trauma. But we do have trauma, yes. right? Exactly. So for for me, learning to speak my truth, learning to express myself, being small—that is a trauma, right? Mm-hmm. As a kid, when I shared my bigness or I shared um, my creativity or I, you know, wanted to express in these big ways, it was shut down. Mm. It wasn't received well. My mom. My parents, you know, not the fault of theirs, but didn't know how to hold space for my bigness, for my big emotions. It triggered them because that was passed down again through the generation. Right. And so looking back at the unworthiness I felt, that was a that was a traumatic wound. Right. That was from me having needs as as a younger child and them not getting met. Because let's face it, parents, and now I know this as a parent, we can't meet 100% of our kids' needs 100% of the time. It's not realistic. And that's okay. Like, and we able all, to recognize that exactly. and accept that. We all come yeah. here to experience contrast. Yeah. That is like what we're on earth school doing. Yes, it's and some people are open to doing the work and some people are not. And that's okay. Yeah. And they'll come back another lifetime yes. and have another go at it, mm-hmm. I believe. Um so, you know, looking back at it, it's like the unworthiness, the the fear of expressing myself and being in my bigness, the fear of putting up boundaries, mm-hmm. because if I had those boundaries, maybe people wouldn't like me. That all stems back from my childhood. Those were all traumatic. And it wasn't even just like a one time traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that was just the message that and you the kept energy receiving. that was con- I continued to receive, be it through um, my parents, be it in school, be it wherever. It was the message that I received of like people can't hold my bigness. Mm-hmm. It's too much or I'm not worthy to have my needs met because they're not getting met. You know, I had a need to play and express and create and be more out of the box. Mm-hmm. But I was so, you know, I, you 
go to school and you're put in this limitations and, you know, with my parents, this is the way you need to dress, that you need to go to church and you need yeah. to look like this. And when we go to grandma's house, you better not say that. And you've got to act like this. Yeah. And There's a whole script that you need to follow. Exactly. Yeah. And you need to align and obey to what we say. And so that really cut off my self-expression. Yeah. Because it shuts down your curiosity as a kid. And hence, it shuts off any possibilities that would open up from that creativity, from that inquisitiveness of you wanting to answer questions Absolutely. of life. And Absolutely. It, as a teacher, and I feel <laughs> like you might resonate with this, like for me, it was super important to always create a space for my students to explore. The first thing, well, you 100%. know, like in, in, I used to be a dance teacher and my dance studio was a full, clear mm -hmm. classroom where everybody that went through the hallway would see what we would be doing mm -hmm. in. And so the first thing I would say is like, you know what? One, nobody has a right to judge what's happening in here. Mm -hmm. Like if they want to judge it, then ask them to have the courage to come in. Right. And two, it's like we need to open ourselves up for vulnerability and failure because without failure, we will never learn. And Amazing. we are all here I to learn. I love that you're teaching them that, that you were teaching them that and that you continue to teach people that. Well, yeah, you know? because I feel like the school system is very restrictive and it's exactly what you were saying, you know. Mm -hmm. We've evolved in terms of how we are educating our children. Thankfully, there are mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, conscious parenting and there's an awakening mm -hmm. in general and Dr. Shafali, I don't mm -hmm. know if you know her. I love mm -hmm. how she brings forth certain conversations, but there are so a lot of unlearning to do There's and relearning yeah especially with the generation you know yeah. of our parents that had us yeah. like but but we are the generation that is like figuring this out and figuring yeah. out that we get to be who we are and express and we don't necessarily maybe have to have this nine to five job or be in this yeah. box or do this or that we're breaking but we patterns. have to exactly we're breaking patterns but we have to unlearn all this stuff yeah. and we you know it was something that I spoke about the school that, you know, I was teaching in in Colombia. And at that point in my journey, I was able to see this is not happening to me. Things yeah. don't happen to me. They happen yes. for me. And I was able to take this situation, the kind of emotional abuse I was enduring from my bosses and see that as my soul came here actually to learn how to express and stand up for myself. And even though I didn't know how to do it as a child, I am learning it now or I am yes. being tested to learn it now. And I had been tested before on this and I kept going, eh, running away from it, running mm -hmm. away from it, running, running away from it. That's scary. That's scary. That's scary. So it kept coming back. The universe yeah. kept providing more and more and more opportunities for me to actually step into my boldness and have the courageous conversation and stand up for myself. So finally, at this point in my journey, and I started breath work and I was connected with more women that were doing the thing, that were standing up for themselves, which was a huge part of my journey. So you were able to see them also model that for you exactly which you've never had before exactly i had friendships of of teachers in colombia of like really powerful women and so being surrounded in those communities of seeing people do something i hadn't done but knowing that i want to live that way i want the freedom that that can bring you know encouraged me and i was ready enough at that point in my journey and also the work i was doing internally got me to the point where i go okay enough is enough and yeah. now it's time to learn this lesson to stand up for myself to speak to my boss to have the courageous conversation 
and to say, hey, I can't be treated like this. Yeah. And I'm so glad you did because one of the things that I try to bring to the message overall of like self-love that I'm speaking about here in the podcast and through my social media is the fact that we, everybody has a talent. Everybody has a lesson to learn, Mm -hmm. but also everybody has a gift that we came here to one way or another harness to serve multiple gifts yes to (laughs) serve our community and to literally co-create our Mm -hmm. existence and Mm -hmm. it's been coming back and back and back which i love through every guest that you know it there was a moment of reckoning there was like a rock bottom there was a moment of reckoning Mm -hmm. there was a moment of self-empowerment again of healing Mm -hmm. and then saying you know what i can do something with this and now they're literally serving the community and that's what you're doing with you know, opening up the space for so many women to feel safe, mm. to be taught and be mm-hmm. led to how to feel something as mm-hmm. basic in the way that, you know, basic mm-hmm. because we live with it, because it's right. part of our human condition, but so important and so complex at the same right. time, which are our emotions. And if you don't know how to live with it, you turn to other behaviors to mask it, right? Yes. Which was the place I was in for a really long yeah. time yeah. in destructive behaviors with food and alcohol and, yeah. you know, my body and all of those types of things. Yeah. And society also makes it so easy for you to fall back on those mm-hmm. too because of you know, the consumer, mm-hmm. um, social media, the constant need oh, to like yeah. show up perfect. Absolutely. It's, it doesn't bring up the space to actually sit down with yourself and, and be conscious. Be about, real. Yeah. Be, be real. vulnerable. Yes. Yes. So I yeah. really love that you're doing that because, Thank and again, you. like this conversation is for my, for my audience to be able to say, Oh, this is something I can do, you know? Yeah. Constantly bringing different things that so that they can choose what works for them. Because for you, it was breath work. For mm-hmm. me, it was meditation and yoga, even mm-hmm. though I later, you and know, I've done and I've done a lot of meditation and yoga as well. And I do and I do other things besides breath work as well. Like I just had an Akashic record reading. The yes. Other day. You do I do Akashic hypnosis records, yeah. like I do so many things. Breath work is like the one thing I always kind of come back to because it, yeah. it has been such a huge transformational part of my journey. But like I said, I love to try all new healing modalities and it there's not just one thing. Yes. And if I, I guess I want to say to the audience, if you if you try something on your healing journey and that one thing doesn't resonate with you, it doesn't yeah. mean you can't heal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't mean That's exactly like you're broken <laughs> or you need fixing or any of that. You are whole and you don't need fixing. There's just an unlearning that gets to happen. Yeah. And you get to be the one that decides and experience experiments with different methods and yeah. try on things and say, okay, maybe this is not working, but I'm going to try this. Yes. Or maybe this person I was trying to work with wasn't working. It wasn't a good match or fit. And I'm going to try to work with somebody else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my point. Like people, you know, they DM me and they ask me questions. Oh, what can I do to do this? But it's like, it's not a one size fits all, you know, like mm-hmm. there's so much more that comes into place from your values and beliefs to mm-hmm. what are you really open to doing and trying, to? Yeah. you know, and it's a step by step. And it's that's why, you know, we have this conversation. I really want people to like sit down and ask themselves, what do I feel like trying in this moment? Mm-hmm. What works for me and what mm-hmm. doesn't? And then go find that and create that path for themselves as long as you're healing and doing whatever it is that they need to do for themselves it's Mm -hmm. okay with that right right yeah and it's and it's great for the planet as well like everybody's internal healing is great for their generation and breaking cycles but it's great for like our whole collective yes exactly (laughs) yeah for sure for sure what would you tell a woman brielle that is 
that has spent her whole life up until now just, you know, holding it together, trying to be perfect, trying to fulfill all of her roles. And she's, she feels like she doesn't have the space nor the time to actually start her journey in a more mm -hmm. conscious way. What would you tell her? I would tell her that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I am you, uh, you know, yeah. years back. That is why I'm in this work, as we've talked about. Yeah. And I guess, you know, what I would have said to me back then is you deserve the time yeah. and the space. You get to create that time and that space into your life because it is going to make a difference in every area of your life. Yeah. It's going to make a difference in how you show up at your work and how you show up with your family if you have children or if you have a spouse. And if not, your friendships, your, you know, your relationships with maybe your parents, if they're still here, it's going to make a difference in all of your relationships. Yeah. And most importantly, it's going to make a difference in your relationship with yourself. Yeah. And you are worthy of that time. That time can be created. Um, and you don't have to hold it all together. Yeah. You know, you don't have to live life for somebody else or in a way of what you are supposed to think it needs to look like mm -hmm. maybe because of society or because of your upbringing you get to actually choose to live life for you and what actually brings you joy yeah, yeah. but it's a choice to you know kind of start that path of going okay this isn't working for me this yeah. this way of living this stress or this you know perfectionism that it takes up so much mental space yeah, and energy and energy, right? It's it, there's a much more easeful way of living. Yeah. Yeah. And it is possible. It is 100 percent possible. <laughs> like I said, I was there, you know, and I, this is something I've overcome. And it's not because I'm special. Yeah. It's not because I have something that somebody else doesn't have that I could get through the struggles in my life that I've gotten through, which have been a lot. You know, yeah. I, I had a 12 year eating disorder. I had a, you know, anxiety, depression. I've had multiple, like I've had sexual traumas later than in life. I've had a lot that I've dealt with. And if I can work through those things, like, so, so can you, no matter what you're facing yeah. and you are worth doing so. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. If they were interested right now in trying out breath work, mm -hmm. what is before they come to you? Because you know that there's like a level of commitment and, mm -hmm. and kind of pressure that you feel like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm going to be talking to this person and I don't know if I'm ready yet for this, but mm -hmm. if they really want to try it out on their own first, are there yeah. any techniques or things that they could start doing? Yeah, I would say start by noticing your breath. Specifically, notice your breath at various points of the day linked with certain emotions. So notice your breath when you're feeling stressed mm. consciously. Notice your breath when you're angry. Notice your breath when you're feeling sad. And start bringing attention to how certain emotions that you have actually you breathe in different ways depending on the emotion that you're feeling. Then you start to get an awareness around what you're actually feeling and how you're actually breathing. From there, you can start to regulate your nervous system by consciously slowing your breath. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite things to tell people is just slow your breath. You, you can count if that's helpful to the count of five, out through five, but in through your nose and out through your mouth. When you notice you're holding your breath or when you notice you're stuck in traffic and you're worked up because you're running late, you know, in these moments or your kids getting on your nerves, like whatever it is, 
just do those six times and you will reset your nervous system and your energy. I love that. I'll start <laughs> applying that. Because I usually do deep breaths and I am usually conscious of my own breath. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to consciously apply that technique in through the nose and out through the mouth. And six, six breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth, but really consciously slowing down your breath. Just doing that six times can shift your energy. And that mm-hmm. takes like a minute, yeah. maybe a little bit more than a minute, depending how slow you're going. But it, it's that quick. Wow. Right. And people don't realize that. I think they don't yeah. realize that they do have that power yeah. within them mm-hmm. to shift their emotional state so that they can respond mm-hmm. to a situation versus reacting. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was something that I heard once that said people don't know how to breathe. Like mm-hmm. we we live because mm-hmm. we breathe, <laughs> but we don't actually we're never taught how to actually yeah. consciously breathe. Totally. Which is a whole other game. Totally. <laughs> Just like we're not taught how to regulate our nervous system, yes. how to feel the emotions, yes. right? But it's all linked. Breath is a way to regulate your nervous system, yeah. right? So we're not living life in this constant fight, flight, freeze state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I feel like is the most important part for me because I saw... Or I've seen a lot of people go into fight or flight or mm-hmm. live in the fight or flight and not mm-hmm. realizing that you have a conscious choice that you can literally change mm-hmm. that frequency, that you ha- you can change that way of living, that you can change that style of life that you lead mm-hmm. where society and in general, like the world is made up of so that you live that way. But Yeah, absolutely. And you can do it in the moment. And there's also a deeper point to that. And that is that a lot of times if we're in fight, flight, and this is a lot of the trauma work that I, I've personally done and have been trained in is when you're in that fight, flight, or freeze mode, yes, some of it can be coming from society and some of it can be coming as um, a re-trigger. You Mm. might be getting re-triggered something from childhood that was unhealed Mm. and this wound, this trauma is actually trying to resurface Mm. for a reason because it wants healing, because it wants space, because it wants to be seen so it can be shifted and so it can be released from your body because trauma lives in our body physiologically. Mm. It wants to move. Mm. It wants to express and it wants to release, but People aren't sure, how do I do that, right? Mm -hmm. And breath is just one way we can release trauma from our body. We can also do it through sound, Mm -hmm. and we can also do it through movement. So a lot of times I just say if you're you're feeling that energy, you can shake. Kundalini does it through movement and breath, uh which is very powerful as well. Yeah, Yeah. or you can make – you can sound like – uh, vibration move that energy out in that way yeah yeah i love that yeah. yes for sure yeah is there anything else you want to share that regards breath work and the work that you do that you feel like is relevant for our audience to learn about or to hear in this moment yeah i think i would just want to add that it doesn't have to be a scary thing right mm-hmm. if if you have an openness to it you know find somebody that if you feel drawn to actually do the type of breathwork I facilitate, which are these bigger, longer kind of journeys mm-hmm. where we're lying down and you're breathing in a, in a certain way for like 20, 30 minutes. It's what you experienced with yeah. me, right? Um, find somebody that you feel safe with, uh, you know, a trained facilitator, practitioner to go on that journey with so that you can be held so that you feel safe to do it. 
Um, you know, if you're just practicing conscious breathing, that's one thing and that's fine to do on your own in your day to day life. But if you're wanting to actually use breath work for trauma resolution, to change patterns, mm. Uh, to break cycles, I 100% recommend the meditative breathwork, but with a facilitator, somebody that's trained, being yeah. guided, especially to start. You can get to a point in your journey where you feel safe to do it on your own, which is what I do now personally. But I also still have people that guide me sometimes because sometimes I like to be held by others yeah. and it allows me to go deeper in my practice as well. Yeah, for sure. um, yeah thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. If anybody wants to connect with you, where can they yeah, find you? Absolutely. They can find me on my Instagram. It's just Brielle Brazil, uh, Brazil with an S. And that's where we're at. Thank <laughs> you. I've loved this conversation. Yeah. And I hope that anybody that was listening was able to connect a little bit more with their own journey and to have yeah. that courage to, to step forward, you know, that it, to know that it's okay Absolutely. to feel your emotions and to heal and to Absolutely. transform them yeah. and change your life. And not only is it okay, it will be transformational yeah, for you, for sure. right? And for so, sure. yeah, I've loved this conversation too. Yes, Thank you so much. Me too. Yeah. So to end, we'll mm -hmm. have the final five. Yeah. Um, how would you sum up your journey so far? Um, a complete 360. Wow. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Currently, where is your main focus on your personal healing journey? Self-trust, mm. even even a deeper sense of self-trust and surrendering. Mm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Surrendering is a hard one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what is that piece of wisdom you see yourself repeating to your clients constantly? Constantly, we're talking about feeling to heal. You get to feel to heal. Feel to heal. And it is safe for you to feel. It is. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. What would you say to your past version from five years ago? So 2017. <laughs> Which is crazy because that is also the year I met my husband when I moved to Columbia. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I met to, moved to Columbia, met my husband. And I would say to her, <laughs> like, buckle up. Like, the, the deeper you go into your own healing, like, the better life is going to get. I love that. And the more the the more you're going to be able to love yourself, the more you're going to be able to feel love from others, from my husband, from my son, for my son, giving love and receiving love yes. and this equal yeah. beautiful balance. I love that. Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. What's your current life motto? I would say currently uh, my mantra on repeat is like everything happens. Everything is happening for me in perfect timing. Yes. For me in perfect timing. For me that. in perfect timing. Yeah. Interesting that. <laughs> thank you, Brielle. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, you guys, thank you for listening, for watching, for being here, for being brave enough to step into a new step, a new <laughs> whole layer of your own journey. I really hope that you guys were able to take something meaningful and start applying it or start, you know, trying it out in your own personal life. I would love to hear from you to know what stuck with you, what helped you, what supported you, what intrigued you. Through our social media, as you know, El Arte del Amor Propio, Patricia Isabreuele. If not, it's right there in the description. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for being here. Mm -hmm.